I was supposed to be a part of the New Year's Eve service and share, and we got hit pretty hard in our family with um, some kind of virus. And um, I really think it was an attack because I feel like this is so really now word for the body. Um, but I'm excited uh, to, to talk to you a little bit today about something that God's put on my heart for this year. And um, a couple weeks before the new year, I was sitting with a friend and we were just talking about some of the things going on in our lives. And the Lord, the Lord gave me a, a vision that I want to share with you. But let me just start by praying. Father God, I just thank you so much for this time, Lord. I thank you that you're just so good. Lord, you're so good to us. Lord, you're always faithful, always just, always surrounding us with your love and your grace and your mercy and your righteousness and your kindness. Lord, there's, there's so much to love. So Lord, just fill us today. Let every word pierce through to the hearts Lord, that we might be transformed by your goodness and your grace. Empowered to love like you love. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, many of us have heard that 2020 is a, a, prophetically a year of vision. And, and because 2020 sight, right? The, the Lord works in symbolism a lot. But as I was praying about that and I, I started asking the Lord, I said, Lord, Okay, give me, give me greater vision. And he's like, no, I've already given you greater vision. I need you to focus. And uh, so, you know, I'd like to submit to you that 2020 vision doesn't mean that you'll see everything. It means that you'll see well what's, what God's placed in front of you. Um, you know, a lot of people, when you say vision or you say like, oh, God's giving you insight, their immediate thought is like, oh, he's going to show me the full picture. This is great. But God's like, no, you're not quite ready for that. So what I'm doing is I'm giving you clear sight to see what I'm putting in front of you. Um, so so the, the biggest thing that we have to understand in this new season is actually focus. How many know when you have really bad vision and you don't have your glasses or your contacts, you have to focus a lot harder to be able to see anything. And in fact, you're a lot more intentional when you're driving or doing a task if you know your sight is not good. But if your sight is amazing, sometimes you take it for granted. Sometimes what's in your peripheral vision will actually become a massive distraction because you're not used to seeing all of that. And so we have to, in this, in this time, focus our sight on the Lord. Focus is a central point of attraction, attention, or activity. What does your attraction, attention, and activity around, revolve around in your life right now? Where's your attention? Where's your activity? Where's it at? Because wherever your attention and activities are, that's where your focus is. Are you controlled by your feelings and emotions? Are, is all of your energy going into your emotional state? Is all of your energy being drained by your physical state? Where's your focus? Does it revolve around the leading of the Holy Spirit from moment to moment? Because that's what it should. I saw this vision and I saw a woman and she had a, a dog cone around her head. 
and she was standing on a roadway and Jesus was down the way and he was looking at her and he was calling her to him. And, um, you know, at first I was like, God, that seems cruel. You know, anyone ever seen the dog collars, the cones that go around their head? And I had to laugh when I heard Michael speaking on New Year's Eve. For those of you who weren't here, he kept talking about the cones in our eyes, right? And how there's, there's cones in our eyes. And he started saying, oh, yeah, you're a cone head. And I was like, oh, that's confirmation from what I saw in my vision, right? But I saw this lady with this, this dog cone around her head. And I was like, God, what is happening? Like, that seems so cruel. And he said, I'm, I'm giving her focus so that she doesn't focus on the woundedness of the past. You know, with a dog collar, the way that they work, when a dog has a wound, they put it on it, not because they're trying to be cruel, but because they want to protect the dog from itself. You hear that? Sometimes the Lord puts us in situations where he doesn't allow us to see the full picture Because if we saw it, we'd be so overwhelmed that we would get in the way and be distracted by what the enemy was doing rather than focused on what God is doing. We have to look at Jesus. And this woman in the vision, she was so angry about the cone that she could not see that Jesus was calling to her. She was so angry. Focus all of a sudden now what was what was made to protect her had become a point of distraction because she was more concerned about getting the information and the knowledge of what she couldn't see or getting to the wound that she wanted to lick in frustration that she didn't know that it was actually for her protection. So how many of us have done that in our lifetime? God has shielded us from something or not shown us the full picture, and we've been upset with God. Saying, God, why won't you give me an answer on this? Or God, why won't you show me this part of my life? Why won't you show me who I'm going to marry? Or why won't you show me the job that that is next for me? Why won't you show me how many kids I'm going to have? You know, there's all these things that we want from the Lord, prophetic insight, But if we put our sights on those things in the wrong season, then we will get delayed in coming into the perfect timing for those things. The Lord told me that the the plot of the enemy in this season is a cycle, and it's distraction, delay, discouragement. That, that he would try to keep us so focused on self, so focused on what we can't see, so focused on our woundedness, that we get distracted from putting our, our attention and affection and activity into Jesus. And when that happens, it delays our maturing. It delays our growth. It delays our character, which we must have to be able to step into the destiny and calling that God has for us. Because how many know if you step into destiny and calling without character, you will not be sustained. You won't be able to steward what God's given you. And so he wants to distract us so that our destiny and calling will be delayed. And so that we will spiral into discouragement and rebuke God saying, God, you said, you know, you you said that you have plans for me, but you're not showing them to me. You said you're faithful, but I don't see your faithfulness in my life. No, because your sight is not on his faithfulness. Your sight is on 
the things that you've been dealing with in your circumstances. You will see God when you have a pure heart. That's what the scripture said. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. When you are pure in heart and your affections, the the seed of your emotions, your mind, your will, your soul, everything is pointed in the direction of your spirit having control and tunnel vision into Jesus. That's when we begin to see that acceleration that I talked about this morning with that train coming through. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2, 3 through 4, overcome every form of evil as a victorious soldier of Jesus, the anointed one. For every soldier called to active duty must divorce himself from distractions of this world so that he may fully satisfy the one who chose him. We've got to set our focus on Jesus. I mean, it is so easy to get lost in the chaos of your own mind. Has anyone ever been there? I've had so many moments in my life where I've sat down with the intent to listen to what God had to say. But there was so much going on in my own mind. I was so distracted by my own mind that I could not set my affection on Jesus. And so how do you, how do you deal with distraction? How do you deal with those things that will come? Because they will. Distractions will always come. And you have a choice, you know, You can either make your own decision on if you're going to follow it or not, or you can ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, is this destiny or is this distraction? You know, I have a really hard time with saying no to things. Anyone like that? I have a really hard... I love people. I love helping people. I love caring for people. I love encouraging people. But at the root of it, that's probably not why I do it. It's probably because I have a fear of being rejected if I say no. You know, sometimes we make excuses. Anyone ever been there? Oh, it's because I'm so loving. It's because I'm such a, you know, I want, I want to care for people. And the Holy Spirit's like, no, if you wanted to care for people, you do what I say because that's what's best for you and them. Sometimes we enable people by saying yes too much. Sometimes it's the grace of God for us to go through something hard so that we can grow so that he can give us more because we'll be responsible enough to steward it. How many of you guys have been the person getting the no? I've gotten a no before as well, and I didn't really enjoy that either. But I always know that if God gives me a no, it's because he, he has better things. It's because it's for my best. It's for my good. How many of you guys know that God is good? Because once you get a revelation of the fact that God is good, it is so easy, it is so easy to say, no, 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 I don't want to miss out on what you're calling me to for the sake of this distraction. Oh, if you get a revelation of God's faithfulness, if you get a revelation of God's goodness, that's what helps you to focus. So what do you do? You behold him. We have to behold Jesus because you can either choose to be busy or you can choose to behold him. 
And anything that takes your focus off of intimacy with the Lord is a distraction. And so often, it can, it, can, it can be so many little things. There's a lot of responsibilities in life. I'm not telling you to deny your responsibilities and go in your prayer closet for 24 hours a day. I'm saying take Jesus out of your prayer closet with you. You know, I'm saying let's, let's get into the place where intimacy and communion with Jesus is like doing life with your spouse. You're always together. You're always contacting each other. You're always communicating. He wants to be there with you. And so we can behold Jesus even in the mundane tasks of our lives. I have had moments in my house where all three children were screaming. And I was trying to get something done. And at first I thought, I'm going to lose it. Surely, Lord, I'm, I'm losing it. But in that moment, if I could just take a minute to behold Jesus and say, Jesus, what are you doing in the midst, in the midst of this? Jesus, where are you in this moment? And I could see a vision of, of Jesus holding my hand and picking me up and leading me to the most important thing and saying, take care of your kids because they'll remember all the moments that they needed you, but you weren't there. Show them my love because that's important. You know, I can, I, can, I can vividly see pictures and visions of Jesus when I take the time to ask, Jesus, where are you in this? Where he leads me to the right thing to do in that moment. You know, it's so easy to forget to ask, though. We do. We forget to ask. We get so busy. We get so in a rush that we forget to ask the Lord, what, what should be my focus in this moment? We have to set our affection on him. And part of that starts with starting your day well. Because if you don't start with setting your affection on him in the quiet, how will you ever hear him in the noise? There has to be a place of commitment to listening in the quiet place, to listening in a place of intimacy in order to have that connection in the chaos that connection in the crazy that surrounds your day today. So I've been asking the Lord, will you please show us? Show us where you're, where you're at. Show us what your face is shining on in this moment. And each of us, it's probably going to be a little different because we're all in very different seasons of life. Corporately, there's a lot going on that all of us are experiencing together, right? But individually, we're at different levels of growth. We're at different places. And so what may be right for one person may not be right for you. Just like diet plans when you're getting healthy, some diet plans work for one person, but they don't really work for another body type. Different bodies need different vitamins. Different bodies need different things. And in the same way, we need to ask the Holy Spirit, how should I take my dose of you today? How much time do you want me to spend with you? How much time do you want me to, to, to devote to doing these other things, to, to exercising, to taking care of myself, to doing the things that, that I need? I have a hard time with that. Sometimes I give so much attention to everything else that I forget that it is worship to take care of the body that God has given me. It's worship. To love God with your temple. 
That's something God's been speaking to me so much the last couple weeks. I had so many times where I got sick. I, I had multiple illnesses in a stretch of a month, and I was down, like, and I'm hardly ever down, but I said, God, what is going on here? He said, there's an open door. You're not taking care of yourself. You're not eating right. You're not sleeping right. You're not exercising. How do you expect what I created to function appropriately if you're abusing it? There's a real level of stewardship that God is calling us to and a, and a level of attention to details to understand that if the enemy is distracting you from something, it's probably because it's important to your destiny. If the enemy is distracting me from taking care of myself, it's probably because I won't have what it takes and the energy I need to be able to go when God says go if I don't do it. So there are different areas for each of us that I believe that God will highlight. You know, for moms, it, it may be learning to prioritize taking care of your health or having that time with the Lord. Whereas for others, it may be that God's calling you to start a business and he's been calling you for a long time to do it, but you've been dragging your feet about it because there's so much other busyness going on. And now is the time to step up. For different people, there are different focuses, but we have to be intentional to know that every focus that we have has to be had through the lens of Jesus Christ. So focus on Jesus. Don't be drawn into meaningless chatter. Avoid conversations that have nothing to do with you. That's one of the things the Lord told me. Even good conversations. Avoid conversations that have nothing to do with you. Why? It's a waste of time. I went to watch a video the other day. I saw that there was this video being posted about something that's going on in the body of Christ with a, a spiritual leader. And I went to click the video and God said, mm-mm. I said, what? It's just, I mean, they're just talking about the Bible, God. He said, that doesn't, that doesn't pertain to you right now. I've got other things I need to show you for your life that's very relevant for you. Why would you waste your time on that? That's how, that's how every minute, every second, God has written something in the books in heaven for our life, for every moment. And every time that we get distracted, every time that we get discouraged and delayed, we miss out on the opportunity from heaven to see things from God's perspective. So focus on Jesus. Don't be drawn into meaningless chatter and live pure. When you live pure, you can see him so clearly. Colossians 3.2 says, Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. We got to feast on the things that God's placed right in front of us. It says he prepares a table in front of us, right? In the presence of our enemies. There's a table set before you. Will you choose to dine with him or not? Father God, I just thank you today. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you love us so much that you will discipline us, that you give us discipline, Lord, through your discipline. 
I thank you that you are giving us an empowerment and a grace to walk in the things that we need to walk in. And even in the areas where it's hard, where it's taking us out of our comfort zone, Lord, I thank you that you are empowering us by your love. Because when we spend time with you, Lord, everything else is easier. Everything else falls into place because your yoke is easy and your burden is light and you give rest to the weary. So, Lord, even in the busy, we can be resting in you. We can behold you. If you feel like you're one of those people who's been distracted, or maybe your whole life has been distracted, maybe you have yet to ask the Lord to be that person to set your focus on. But you're saying, you know what? I want that. I want that focus. I want that passion. I want that drive. I want that intimacy. There's no better time than now. So if you'd like to, if you'd like to receive the Lord, I'd like you to repeat after me. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die on the cross for my sin, for my distraction, for my weakness. Forgive me, Lord, for all the times I've done wrong, that I've missed the mark. I ask that your blood would cover me, purify me, cleanse me, make me righteous, and that I would feel your love as the motivating force for my life. Come into my heart, Lord. I surrender it all to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. We just thank God for what he's doing in you this, this season, church. Don't miss out on it. Keep your eyes set and locked on Jesus. Don't get busy, just behold him. prayer and altar team they're gonna be making their way to the to the front so if you're one of those people that says you know what I just really need prayer and encouragement right now I invite you at the end of the service to come up to get prayer that you need just believe that the Lord's doing great things right now feel his presence now so it's kind of hard to move but you know what we're gonna take it with us just like we take him out of our prayer closet Lord have your way in our hearts and our minds in Jesus name amen have a great week church